Traditional afternoon tea, the epitome of indulgence in the finest English manner. Closing out 4 o'clock hour with tea time here on this Friday. Getting set for the weekend. And Brandon, I missed a couple days this week. Out in Utah on vacation. Great time. And caught you and Stefan a little bit here and there. I actually had the show playing in my ear out on the mountain as I was snowboarding. Um, so that was a pretty cool thing that to hear. Great. You doubled our Utah audience by doing that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we are all over the country. We have listeners. And this is a good reminder right now to let you know that you can listen anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world to this show on the iHeartRadio app. I think you got the point across. Thank you. Well done. And I stumbled across at one point, you and Stefan were talking about Caitlin Clark. Now, I don't want to mix your words up at all, so I want to hand it over to you to kind of set the scene and establish what the conversation was that you and Stefan were having. I said, can you picture right now who the biggest star in college basketball is, men or women? And I guarantee that everybody has the same image in their mind, and it's Caitlin Clark. She is undoubtedly the biggest college basketball star right now. And so much so that I think it shines a light on how few stars there are on the men's side because I can't think of anyone that comes even close. I definitely can't think of uh, a number of, I mean, Zach Eady's a pretty big star, but maybe he ends up on a list. But I a, a short list? Can't even come up with it. I mean, I can name college basketball players, but I'm saying if I were to, if you were to ask me who are the biggest superstars in the sport, I couldn't confidently come up with a list. And Caitlin Clark is lapping everybody. Credit to her. I'm not saying this to take anything away. There's been all this weird refrain on her, and I don't understand that. But um, yeah, I don't know. College basketball, even with the days of one and dones should still be able to produce superstars. Not everybody's jumping to the NBA. Um, so that was Stefan's reasoning, as he said that it's the one-and-done era. I, no. I think there are enough players that don't leave that should be able to create a stardom around them and, and what they do in the tournament. I don't know. For whatever yeah. reason, that's not the case. So that was the general point, is that there aren't, there aren't a number of stars in men's college basketball. Well, I would argue that it quite literally is not the one-and-done era. Because how NIL has affected college sports, and I've talked about it a bunch right here on this show, how it has affected college basketball. You have guys like Zach Eady, who Eady probably would have been in the league by now, or G League overseas. He would not still be at Purdue if not for NIL money. Because his best days are going to be in college, but so many times in the past we've seen players, and I'm talking other big men around him, Armando Baycott at UNC. Kyle Filipowski, who was a projected lottery pick last season at Duke. Hunter Dickinson, who transferred from Michigan to Kansas. These are names that they would have already been in the league by now. But because of NIL, and they're going to make the most while they can now, because it's probably the most that they're going to make in their careers, um, they're going to ride that. And they're going to play all four years, maybe even five years of college basketball. So it's actually not even the one done era. So you would think that you're right. Based on this, and some of these players staying in the in college basketball longer, there should be more stars than what there are. But I completely agree with you, BK. 
Caitlin Clark is the star of college basketball right now. And arguably she has been since last March Madness. When she went on that crazy run with Iowa, was dropping consecutive 45-plus point games, leading them to, what, I think it was the Final Four. Um, they made it to the championship. Was it, yeah, oh, yeah, they lost the Angel Reese and LSU in the championship, right. So that run that she had in that stretch, it put women's college basketball on the map because it goes along pretty much at the same time as what men's March Madness does. So women's March Madness just gets canceled out by that. But people watch for Caitlin Clark. She is the type of story that stars are born in college basketball in March. She is the kind of story of a star was born, she stayed in school, and now we are continuing to follow it throughout the regular season. And she just broke the all-time scoring record. Yeah, and a player of her caliber, um, if if you were to translate it to uh, men's college basketball, if a player of her caliber were playing the men's game, that player would already be jumping to the draft. Yes. And I think that was the point that Stefan was making, but the the world of basketball has changed. Look at the 2023 draft. The number one pick, megastar, Victor Wembanyama, didn't even consider playing a day in college basketball. He played in France. Brandon Miller, he was a star, um, but not like this this ultra superstar. Maybe he'd be the biggest star if he came back. So like a, an example like that, Scoot Henderson didn't play college basketball. The Thompson twins didn't play college basketball. Anthony black was picked six. He wasn't a superstar last year and would, wouldn't be the guy carrying the sport this year. Um, Koulibaly played in France. Jarris Walker played at Houston. I mean, you get the point, right? You go down the list. Uh, the biggest college basketball star where if they came back, they would have been the biggest star in the sport is like Grady Dick. I mean, and right if it would be Brandon Miller, be, um, Brandon but, Miller and Grady Dick would be the two biggest, yeah, popularity wise, probably. And Grady Dick, part of it is because of the name. I mean, Grady Dick hides on a basketball court like he was. He, that Kansas team was fun to watch last season, but Grady was not the the corporate uh, the colonel of that offense. He was very much benefiting off of Dewan uh, Harris, who's one of the best point guards in the country. And the attention that Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCullough have brought on themselves, that it created opportunities for Grady Dick. And he did that better than anyone else in the country, being a, a spot-up corner sharpshooter. And that's what got him to the NBA, and that's what ultimately led to him being a draft pick. So even a guy like Dick wouldn't qualify. But, yeah, the point here is, we. I mean, I looked at this season and CBS Sports' latest mock drafts. Six of the top ten players in the latest top ten are not in college basketball. They're either in the G League Ignite or from overseas. And then you go and look. The first college player off of the board in CBS Sports' latest mock drafts is Cody Williams. BK, can you tell me where Cody Williams plays? Ooh, and this uh, is not a, this it, like seriously. This is not. Uh, no, I'd, I mean yeah. I would be I would be guessing, and maybe I'd guess right, but no, I don't know. It's Colorado. The top college pick this year in this upcoming draft, yeah. according to CBS Sports' latest mock, mock, is Cody Williams. And he might be a fine player. He's got the size. He's got some intangibles that it looks like can translate. But it's a player from Colorado. So I think the point that you and I are making here that we're we in agreement on is that the the idea that 
like th- there's a separation between college basketball stardom and NBA stardom. There's forget about what you watched in the '90s. Today's world, you could be a college basketball star that doesn't feel the need to immediately jump to the NBA because you might not be of that caliber. But that still doesn't explain to me why we don't have more college basketball stars. Yeah, I I can't answer it. And like I said, stars are born in March. And some other stars that there could be in in college basketball this year, it would be Jordan Hawkins was the no one knew who Jordan Hawkins was for UConn before the tournament. Had a great tournament. It got him a, a spot in the first round of the NBA draft and in the lottery. It was because of his tournament run. He would be one of the guys that would be considered a star. Adamas Sinogo, the big man. It's those players from the national championship team last year that did not return back to UConn could be the stars. You also had the Final Four that featured FAU and uh, San Diego State last year. Not exactly the the home of stars, if you will. Some memorable names, but yeah, you want you want the, Dukies, you want guy, you want Tar Heels, right? Those sort of uh, the players that go to the biggest brands and guys like uh, like a, a JJ Redick wasn't a one and done, was he? I don't know. He, he stu- was no, or he not. stuck. I don't think he so, stuck though. around. But like Jimmer Fredette. Remember him at BYU? Yes. Like that was a college basketball star that eventually tried his hand in the NBA. But not everybody that is a star a star in college is a star because they're so insanely talented, they're going to be the number one pick. Right. That's the point that we're trying to make. Not everybody is Paolo Bancaro. That, that's, that your star quality also equates to you being a top-level draft pick. And, uh, and so I can't. I can't quite put my finger on it because we all love March Madness. It's still as popular as ever. There's a ton of money flowing around this sport. It's not like college basketball has dropped off. No, no. So at why all. are the stars not there? And I, who are they? So that was really yeah, the question. Yeah. Is, who are the stars of college basketball? BK, I'm asking you. I kind of put together a list of my top five. The top two, I feel pretty confident in saying that these are the two biggest stars in college basketball. Then put two that are kind of in the conversation. I could not give you a fifth. I tried to get five. That I so you felt, have four, and then it's a blank space. Yes, there is nothing written here in my five spot. Number one, folks. The, this is the biggest college basketball <laughs> fan I know. Okay, the number one star in college basketball this year is a freshman who is on one of the worst teams in the Pac-12 and averages about five points per game, and it's Bronny James. That is the biggest star in college basketball this year. And I think I don't think I think that's undisputed. Like there is more attention on Bronny James than any other college basketball player this year. We're talking about a guy who is the third best freshman on one of the worst teams in the Pac-12, and is going to be in this upcoming draft, and oh, he's yeah. going to be taken. I mean, it's sort of a unicorn situation yeah, because it. he's LeBron's kid. I get that doesn't it. yeah, that doesn't it. come out but, all that often. But still, again, star doesn't equate to the best player. It's the star power that this player has. Bronny James is the biggest star in college basketball. I have him, and then Zach Eady. He's a former player of the year. He is kind of uh, unicorn-ish. Uh, with, he's 7'4 and agile, and he moves well. I'd say that Zach Eady is as close to a household name as he, what you can have in college basketball right now. He'd be number one on my list. Yes. Those are the two I feel good about putting. Then my kind of tweeners, 
Hunter Dickinson, I already mentioned him. He's been, this is his fourth year of college basketball. Big splash by transferring from Michigan to Kansas this offseason. Um, so some recency there. He's kind of played down to what was expected this year, so that hasn't helped. Same thing with Armando Baycott, who I have here at number four on my list from North Carolina, a fifth-year senior. He's... He had the chance to be that guy, and then last year did not go great for North Carolina. <sighs> right. Last year was, um, the, right, they, they had the Final Four run two years ago with guys like Brady Manick, and then last year the team kind of fell apart. Caleb Love transferred out to Arizona this year. So, yeah, the UNC kind of hit the hit the downhill. But I think Armando Baycock still can be considered up there. Outside of that, I mean, Kyle Filipowski of Duke, maybe. I'm Yeah, might put him fifth. I'm looking right now, and I have a list in front of me. Um, uh, and I, I think this tells the story pretty well. In fact, I'm going to table this, okay? okay? I have a list. We're going to go through this. We also have some talkbacks that have flowed through on our iHeartRadio app, so we'll get to those as well. Still have your chance to win Arnold Palmer Invitational tickets, so you can text us in. Any question you want us to answer, that's going to come up at 520. That's our listener question live mailbag segment. But I'm going to get to this list in front of me when we come back after this. 